Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of While the Ink Dries. My name is Dara and I am the host of this show where we talk about everything reading, writing, and publishing but with a Christian lens. So today we're going to talk about two things. I'm going to get into my summer reading list and we're just going to talk about how I wrote um, some of the short stories that you will find in Inhale. I'm going to detail kind of my my writing process, if you will. So starting off, I must tell you that I finished the 49th Mystic. Oh my gosh, my like, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I'm really considering, do I take a break t- before the next book, Rise of the Mystics? Or do I just go all in? Because it's only two books in this series. It's the 49th Mystic and then Rise of the Mystics. And then that's it. He didn't make any more. So now I'm wondering what should I do? And I might just read something um, lighter to break the, the emotional trauma that I went through while reading this book. Not trauma. Roller coaster would be more accurate. Because when I tell you this book takes you up, down, and all around the mulberry bush, I am not playing. I am not playing. Get thee to read this book. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. This book is so good, you guys. It's written by Ted Decker. It's called The 49th Mystic. You'll also see it in the show notes as well. Um, so let's just get right down to the summer reading list. So <laughs> on there is actually Rise of the Mystics. Um, and I may not get to all of these books, but this is just an overall what I want to tackle like at the moment. Um, so Rise of the Mystics is on there. And then next is a novel called The Masterpiece by Francine Rivers. And I'm going to read you a little bit of the synopsis. A successful L.A. artist, Roman Velasco, appears to have everything he could possibly want. Money, women, fame. Only Grace Moore, his reluctant newly hired personal assistant, knows how little he truly has. The demons of Roman's past seem to echo through the halls of his empty mansion and out across his breathtaking Topanga Canyon view. But Grace doesn't know how her boss secretly wrestles with those demons by tagging buildings as the bird, a notorious but unidentified graffiti artist, an alter ego that could destroy his career and land him in prison. Like Roman, Grace is wrestling with ghosts and secrets of her own. After a disastrous marriage threw her life completely off course, she vowed never to let love steal her dreams again. But as she gets to know the end, the in ugh, this word always trips me up as she gets to know the enigmatic enigmatic man behind the reputation it's as if the jagged pieces of both of their past slowly begin to fit together until something so unexpected happens that it changes the course of their relationship and both their lives forever um, this was written by Francine Rivers it is 512 pages published by Tendell and the Kindle version is $9.99. I'm reading off of Amazon. Hardcover is $15.94. Paperback is $14.02. And this has an average of five complete stars with over 1,400 customer reviews. So she did her thing. This was released February of this year. So that's on my, that's on my list. And another one um, is something that I've always seen pop up. But I was like, you know what? And I love food, so why not? This book is called The Saturday Night Supper Club by Carla Loreno. And here is a little bit of the synopsis. 
Denver chef Rachel Bishop has accomplished everything she's dreamed and something she never dared hope, like winning a James Beard Award and heading up her own fine dining restaurant. But when a targeted smear campaign causes her to be pushed out of her business by her partners, she vows to do whatever it takes to get her life back, even if that means joining first forces with the man who inadvertently set the disaster in motion. Essayist Alex Kanan never imagined his pointed editorial would go viral. Ironically, his attempt to highlight the pitfalls of online criticism has the opposite effect. It revives his own flag- flagging career by destroying that of a perfect stranger. Plagued by guilt, fueled writers wait, oh, plagued by guilt-fueled writer's block, Alex vows to do whatever he can to repair the damage. He just doesn't expect his interest in the beautiful chef to turn personal. Alex agrees to help rebuild Rachel's tarnished image by offering his connections and his home to host an exclusive pop-up dinner party targeted to Denver's most influential citizens, the Saturday Night Supper Club. As they work together to make the project a success, Rachel begins to realize Alex is not the, the unfeeling opportunist she once thought he was, and that perhaps there's life and love outside the pressure cooker of her chosen career. But can she give up her lifelong goals without losing her identity as well? And so written by Carla Lorena, this book is 416 pages. Oh, published by Tyndall as well. Okay, so it's reputable. Because I don't hear any mention of Jesus, but I'm curious to see how they will incorporate the Christian life within this book. So I think that's definitely... Yo, that was released February 6th, the day after the masterpiece. Oh, I'm sorry, that's, this is last year, 2018. I'm very curious to now read this book now that I know that it's published by Tyndale. Totally. Next is called, this next and last, I should say, it's called The Enlightenment of Bees by Rachel Linden. And the cover is so poppy. It's yellow and white striped, horizontal stripes. And it looks very whimsical and yet classic, like 1940s. And then the title really um, brought me in. This book will release on July 9th of this year. And the author's name is Rachel Linden. Oh, I didn't give you the price point for Saturday Night Supper Club. So the Kindle for Saturday Night Supper Club, the Kindle edition is $8.49. Hardcover's $24.99. Paperback's $12.40. The Enlightenment of Bees. At 26, Apprentice Baker Mia West has her entire life planned out a craftsman cottage in Seattle, a job baking the Butter Emporium, I'm sorry, a job baking at the Butter Emporium, and her first love, her boyfriend, Ethan, by her side. But when Ethan declares he needs some space, Mia's carefully planned future crumbles. Feeling adrift, Mia joins her vivacious housemate, Rosie, on a humanitarian trip around the world, funded by a reclusive billionaire. Along with a famous grunge rock star, a Rwandan immigrant, and an unsettlingly, an unsettlingly attractive Hawaiian urban farmer named Kai, Mia and Rosie embark on the adventure of a lifetime. From the slums of Mumbai to a Hungarian border camp during the refugee crisis, Mia's heart is challenged and changed in astonishing ways, ways she never could have imagined. As she grapples with how to make a difference in a complicated world, Mia realizes she must choose between the life she thought she wanted and the life unfolding before her. This, oh, I accidentally pressed on another book. Let me go back. There we go. 
this is oh wow this is published this is going to be published by thomas nelson um and this book is 336 pages with the kindle version being 9.99 the paperback version is 11.89 so that is going to be my summer reading list adding rise of the mystics in there because i don't want to read the copy because i just don't want to know i just want to go in blind because i know how the 49th mystic ended i just want to go in blind to the rise of the mystics so now i'm even more i'm so glad i figured out who the publishers was like it this makes me more um what's the word i'm definitely my feet are deeper in wanting to read these books because again you don't hear anything about but what does god have like in the synopsis anything to do about god or life or whatever so i'm very 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 curious very very curious so this book releases july 9th which is um in a couple weeks it's two tuesdays from now um the week after fourth of july so kudos to rachel Lindsay. Um, And then if you want to get a recap of what my summer reading list is going to be, please feel free to check the show notes. And with that, we are going to take a break and then we're going to come back and I'm going to talk about my writing process of these short stories for Inhale. everyone welcome back so for those who are listening for the first time I should explain that I am publishing my first book titled inhale Uh, I subtitled it for when you need a moment and my purpose for this book is to really have readers engage with the Lord as creator and king through these poems and short stories and really serve as a pocket of escape for when they're in an anxious, worrisome, stressed, overwhelmed, angry, and you just need a moment to just breathe. That's what this book is for, to reconnect you with God in the moment when you need him the most, which is in those tired, um, anxious places, angry places. And so I um, talked about this on... The Avenue 89 podcast, which is the flagship podcast um, of this network. And I don't, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on here, but I just want to reiterate the release date for Inhale is July 29th, 2019. Um, and I am extremely excited. This is my first published work. Um, this was a step of faith for me. I didn't, I wasn't even expecting to even release this, but I just felt pushed like nudged prodded by holy spirit to get this out there and really get this into the hands of people um and so that they can be blessed by it and so with that being said um last week i talked a little bit about the poems and so this week i want to talk about these short stories and there are two short stories in inhale citizen and lion woman wind So first, starting with Citizen. (laughs) Citizen was a journey. Um, It is the longest short story of the two. And I would say this journey dates back to 2017. 
I get, but I have a very hyperactive imagination. I feel like that was a gift from the Lord and he's able to engage with me in my imagination and show me pictures and colors and things of that sort. Um, and out of nowhere, I, I believe I still have the note in my phone, actually. I wrote a note about wanting to write a story about like how kind of like a a huge metaphor of the kingdom of God through the nature of a kingdom. Do you know what I mean? And so that was 2017. 2018, I, I kind of wrote a longer paragraph in my notes on my phone about just what I think it thought it would be about. And then earlier this year, um, my, I don't even know what to call him. He's my God brother, but I call him my cousin. Um, he was teaching and that morning, that Sunday morning, I had just a drive by thought, like a faint thought about writing this piece on citizenship. And this whole metaphor of like our relationship with God through a kingdom perspective. And what does this man teach on but citizenship? I could have, I literally could not even take it. I almost screamed. I chuckled and I just gasped because I, I knew at that point that, okay, I had to do something like that was the moment where I was like, all right, I can't put this off any longer. Because remember, the thought first popped up 2017. And up until this point, the only thing that I've done was write like maybe seven or eight or maybe even 10 sentences in the notes section on my phone. And so when he be- I, when he began to just um, what's the word? A lap flush out the definition of citizen, what it means to be a citizen, that's when I I got really hype. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, okay, I have to do this now. Like, I just have to. But mind you, this was probably in February or March, and I didn't write citizen until May. <laughs> so there were still a couple of months that went by before I actually put finger to keyboard and started typing but um so that's where the inspiration of citizen came from but when i tell you where the characters and plot that was truly holy spirit inspired i make it a point before each writing session to really engage holy spirit and i started i started making this a practice after watching this one teaching by Dr. Matthew Stevenson out of All Nations Worship Assembly in Chicago. He did a a talk on the power of creativity and innovation that has truly changed my creative process in the sense that, and it only changed with adding one step. And that's engaging and talking with Holy Spirit as you create. Because you know what really like, what really just flips my lid is when I, I spent some time just on Genesis 1, 1 and 2. And when I realized how Holy Spirit was present in the creation moment, he was present before the creation moment. The same Holy Spirit that we as Christians have on the inside of us is the same Holy Spirit that hovered over the waters before God said, let there be light. So surely he is able 
to help and encourage and move with love through my creative writing process. And so after watching that teaching, I've made it a practice to really pray before I edit, like self-edit what I'm writing and before I sit down for a writing session. And so that's really what I did. And um, I finished the first draft, I think, the the literal last day of May. And that was the day before I got, was that the day before I got sick? No, that's when I finished Lion Woman Win. Okay, we'll we'll talk about that later. But I, I had like, that was my longest writing session because with me having a, a full-time job and as well being committed in my church and serving in my church, it can be hard to have prolonged writing sessions. But this Saturday night, I just really, I had, it was three hours long and I finished, like I just went in on really trying to create a world that people can just quickly escape to. Um, and so I don't want to give too much away, but you'll have the main character, Rumia, um, who is kind of an adolescent um, who's wrestling with kind of being by herself. None of the girls like her because she likes to play outside. But um, she she goes on an adventure where she finds a kingdom that she never knew existed but was there the whole time. I'll leave it with that. (laughs) Yeah. um, And so the actual writing process with Citizen, and this is how I approach, like I'm in the midst of writing my novel now. Uh, I'm on the second draft of my novel now. But how I approach any creative writing project, my first draft is just complete word vomit. I make it a point to not edit myself because I feel like if you edit yourself, you're not really creating. Like you're just, you're trying to be perfect. And creativity in the moment is not about being perfect. It's about expressing what you feel at the moment. So I just kind of word vomited a first, what I, you know, a first draft. And then I got a chance to read it, went back through it, made some changes, saw how I could have expanded, added more description on some things, and then um, sent it, you know, uploaded it, and then retrieved my proof copy. And even in the first proof, like after the second draft, um, there was still some other edits that needed to be made um, that I've since edited so citizen took three drafts and this is another point i want to kind of interject it takes time it takes patience i think people try to rush through things writing a book in 90 days like i really think we just rush to try to have content that we don't think about quality and and excellence so like in my proofing process i may be getting ahead of myself but in my proofing process, I pro- I made my changes within the PDF instead of the Word document. And I noticed how the PDF has different looking quotation marks than the Word document. And part of me was just like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm not changing it. But I know for a fact I cannot put out a product that has different looking quotation marks. 
So I, what I'm going to do after I get off this microphone is go in, export the PDF, and put, put in the right quotation marks. I think we really need to take time with what we're creating and not try to rush it. Don't try to just put it out there just for the sake of putting it out there and having followers and getting money. Like, why do you create in the why are we creating in the first place? You know, that's something that I've had that I have to daily hold on to, even as I'm writing this novel, because this novel is it has been six years in the making and I'm on my sixth attempt to write this my second draft. And I'm like, you know what? This is it. And I think this writing inhale has given me momentum to write the novel um i got a i i went on a tangent but yes first draft was completely word vomit i made sure not to edit myself and to really just let my imagination go like really engage the imagination that god gave us and i think editing inhibits our imagination from truly working Yes, that's what I think. I think our imagination is inhibited when we try to edit ourselves as we're creating. Create first, then edit. I am an editor as well as an author. So like when I have my writing hat on, I'm not caring so much about grammar per se or proper comma placement or does this flow. I'm writing how I feel at the moment. And then when I put on my editor hat, then I look like, ooh, child, girl, you done. Listen, we need to put a couple comments. Like, then I'll get in that mode. But when you're in writer mode, it is detrimental to your creativity to try to edit yourself. That's the biggest thing I learned. Um, so I'm excited to have the final draft out to you guys for Citizen. I've never done anything like this before, um, this type of writing. Um, Even in my personal, like when I would just write for myself, I've never wrote something like this. So I pray you guys are blessed by it, encouraged and inspired to write your own, you know, to really accomplish the plan that God has for your life unhindered by your own thoughts. And so that was Citizen. Oh, guys, Lion, Woman, Wind. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, I even, ooh, yeah, this one is, it's so, I don't even know what to say. I'll just start from the beginning. My church had a 21-day fast. We've never done anything like this before in the history of our church. I've never done a 20, this is the long, that was the longest fast I ever did. And we did it at the beginning of the year, starting with the second week of January, going up until the, the last week. And during the fast, um... During my afternoon time with the Lord, I took, or was it? No, it was one of my evening times with the Lord. It was, was it January 21st? Because I, I go back to this so much. I still have the book that I wrote this into. Okay. Um, I, as I was spending time with God, I had this vivid mind's eye vision. And so... Okay, I had that vision that night. The next day during my lunchtime, yeah, I it was kind of like the continuation of that as I was just being quiet and being still before God. And so 
I said to myself, okay. And then about a month later, um, a month, a month and a half later, I had a meeting with my apostle. You know, she was just asking me, how you doing? You know, what's life like? And I was telling her, I said, apostle, I really feel like, like when I was praying the night before, I sensed God say to tell you about this vision that I had during the fast. And she said, okay. And so I read it to her. I didn't even finish it. (laughs) I didn't even finish it. I read up, I read only the evening entry and not the continuation of it. This woman, I love my apostle auntie. She's my godmom too. Um, She said, Dara, this, this needs to be in a book. This will bless people. And she said that I will keep going back to this. And later, like in later times, like this is something that I would go back to and get encouraged because, you know, like you're in different seasons, like you go through different seasons. And so how I would go through and get different things from this in different seasons. Um, And now so there's that. Give me two weeks later, two or three weeks later. Right. So I have the youth for Bible study and we're talking about the subject is Holy Spirit. And I did not prepare a lesson, but I was like, Lord, forgive me. Help me in this moment. I don't recommend you doing this, y'all. For those of you who are in youth or children's ministry, still prepare. But when I tell you Holy Spirit came through, we started talking about creativity with the Holy Spirit. And then I gave, um, I started talking with this one girl in particular, and I told her how I had this vision of a girl with a lisp who would say thank you (laughs) like just like that it was slobbery but she was filled with so much love for Jesus and so I told her like the few beginnings of the vision and she said now not mind you she is 12 years old and has not talked to apostle okay keep that in mind so she says Dara this needs to be a book I am beside myself and I'm just, I just start cracking up. I'm like, you gotta be joking. And so that's really what did it. She's like, I want this book by my 16th birthday as my birthday present. And so little did I know that I would make it, you know, this short story, it would be a part of a book, but a short story. So that was the inspiration behind Lion Woman Wind. Like when you read it, um, save for the beginning and the ending, the crux of it is what I saw during the fast. (laughs) I engaged Holy Spirit in writing the beginning, engaged Holy Spirit in writing the ending. And that the ending was when I had that. I, I felt like a current of creativity, like it was a rush. It was an electricity because I can remember having like I didn't even I had to go to the bathroom. Part of me was like, man, I really wanted to watch a movie. But the other part was like, Dara, if you don't continue on this wave, you're going to lose it. I continued on the wave and the ending. I feel like I'm just like, Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. And so Lion Woman Wind, um, 
I think that has three drafts, but not anything in plot, more so in um, in terms of formatting with spacing and then um, copy editing with punctuation marks and things like that. But what you see is what you get, guys. And yeah, that and even the title, I can't even tell you. I, I originally titled it wind woman lion because i still have it on my google docs and it's still titled wind woman lion or wind lion woman something with woman wind woman lion wind woman lion wind i think it is but there's something powerful when i hear lion woman wind so yeah that is how lion woman wind came to be it was literally a, a three, a two and a half, because I spent a half hour on Citizen, and then I wrote Lion, Woman, Wind in two and a half hours. That that's how I know it was Holy Spirit, because a my writing session was long. I normally have an hour long writing sessions, and that one was two and a half hours, and I was just I was like, you ever see that gif of Kermit on the typewriter, frantically typing? Like, that was me on the keyboard. Man. Man, oh man. I can't wait for you guys to read it. Again, it releases July 29th. Um, it's first going to release on barnesandnoble.com, and I may end up releasing it, releasing it digitally. Because I remember saying before how I want people to really engage with the, the, the pages, the physical pages of the book. But um, I realized that I'm kind of eliminating a whole other audience that is on Kindle. And so I want to be sure to to um engage that audience. And so I may release an ebook later. I can't I don't have exact dates for that, but I can tell you that it will be available paperback July 29th on barnesandnoble.com. So you guys, um thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to close this thing out. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this week's episode of While the Ink Dries. While the Ink Dries is part of the Avenue 89 podcast network um, of the Avenue 89 Co. of the Avenue 89 Company. Um, and Avenue 89 Company is a print and digital media company that's really just there, whose heart is just to have people engage engage God through creativity and understand the reality of who he is through creative content. Um, and it, I will say that Avenue 89 Co. officially launches August 9th. I'm super excited. This has been a, a, a beautiful passion project of mine. And I don't even know what to say. It started off as a blog, then became a podcast. And now it's going to turn into a full-fledged media company. And so I'm going to be talking about the journey of how Avenue 89 came to be on the Avenue 89 podcast, which you can hear here on Spotify and Google Podcasts, but also on iTunes, um, Breaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, all those other platforms. So feel free to check out the Avenue 89 podcast. I'm 
I do music reviews over there. And just, you'll really hear more about my life <laughs> over there. Um, and like I said, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Next week, we're going to be talking about my publishing experience and how did I choose the self-publishing platform? Why did I decide to self-publish the whole gamut? Um, which self-publishing platform did I go with? What was that process like? We're going to talk about it all next week. So be sure to tune back in next week only on While the Ink Dries. So long for now.